My name's Chris. And I am Christy. And this is the MasterChef finale. Yeah, the the dog's barking, by the way. We're not even going to stop him. It's a long night. We've gone all out here with our flourishes and special effects. You're going to have pets. Pets weighing in on the conversation. He's just so excited. He's like, I want some crispy prawns. Now, now remember nine and a half hours ago when this episode started. I'm sorry. I need to go back to my journaling. (laughs) Let me flick back a few pages here. I I started to take notes on the grand final and you saw I was being very diligent. And it was about 30 seconds into the last challenge. You went, fuck this. I just threw the thing to one side and went, nah, nah, I'm done. I'm not doing that. I'm not taking any more notes. This is done. Well, let me just turn to my page. um, um, (laughs) You got it yet? Yes, here we are at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Here we are. In the tome. In the tome. So. Just stealing that from you there, Andrew. No, I like the way that they began with a shot of powering up the kitchen. Like uh-huh. it was a sentient being. <laughs> it's like it's gone Yu-Gi-Oh! Master <laughs> Chef or Dragon Ball Z, you know. Now, now the thing that, that kept me cheery throughout the whole night. Vespa shot! What a Vespa shot. Oh, right, it was... You didn't think they were going to Vespa. You didn't think... Bam! Second, second camera shot. shot. <laughs> No, the second camera is beautiful, beautiful cross-section of the Vespa. The Vespa finally gets its pride of place. Oh, in the glorious early morning sunlight. It means I called two of the three in the final, you know, because I got Ben right. And, of course, I got the Vespa Vespa right. right. So I missed out on Diana, but that was only a small detail. Um, Now, round one, we're just going to get into this because there's a lot to do. Yeah. Every mystery box that's ever been set, and you can pick any of them to cook from, and you've got an hour. I know, and I picked it. I said, if you want to show that how far you've come, you'll go with Elena's. One, it's got a great range of produce, but it also shows how far you've come, and that's what Ben did. <coughs> Diana picked a smart one for her in terms of she picked yep. one with seafood. There was abalone in there. Yep. She did the crispy skin as well. Plus was, you get the garden. And that you get the was garden. intelligent. I yeah, mean, that was The garden really was helpful. Call. Worth 30 points as, you know, they usually are in the first two, and then the, the last one's worth 40. Yep. Um both of them had the same technique. Ben goes, Diana's flavours are really good, so I'm going to have to be really good on technique. Yep. Diana goes, I need to up my technique. So, <laughs> so they were, there's they were, your first clue, ladies and gentlemen. So they were fighting on the same same platform. <laughs> yep. Now, Diana had a bit of a, a a little bit of an Eliza moment early on mm-hmm. when, when Gary went up to her about the green juice. When have you made this before? She went, no. You and know why? stared at him. And Gary's like, okay. You know why? Because I reckon because she was facing the gantry and I reckon Eliza was just in front of her going, tell him to fuck off. Just no, just Gary, mouthing. No, no, Gary, no, no, Gary. Yeah. No, we, no, we remember how we do this. Remember how we do this. No, Gary, no. no. And so then, um, I don't know, just, just personally, I found the setup to be really awkward. The idea that they were facing each other. I mean, Ben made a, made a, made a comment about it in that third challenge where, yeah. where Ben got flustered and just kept on looking. And yeah. when he walked away and, and George went over for his pep talk mm. and he just looked and he went, I can't watch it. She's too good. Yeah. I mean, there. if you think about the other ways they could do it, they could do it back-to-back, you mm. know, kind of like 
parallel to the. Well, they've got those bloody great big shelves they can put in the middle of it and do the do it like that, so they can't see each other. Yeah, it's just. I think it's you know it's it's just an awkward setup no matter what yeah, you do. True, I agree with that. Side Unless by side you have benches, them maybe. one great big long bench. And side by side benches, maybe you don't have enough room then. Yeah. Um, so. Then we had story time. We had story time a few times throughout the evening. Yes, we did. But I was I was a bit disappointed they didn't get Benita to announce Well, that was what I'm talking which... about, Benita's story time. Oh, okay, the, with the, her narration. The, the amount of narration. Oh, the... I thought you meant to like the flashbacks to the family no, stuff. No, 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 forget that story time. I was far more interested in Benita's every woman comments from the, from the gantry. Oh, she was us all tonight, wasn't she? You know, like last night when she was talking about the, the bulbs and, can you eat tulips? Um, <laughs> and then tonight, every time there was something and, and people weren't quite sure what the hell was mm. going on, there was Benita, voice of the people. They should have just had her in her um in her vox pop. Red, set up. They should have just had red button. Yeah, like on Foxtel, like hit the red button for alternate commentary, <laughs> and it's just Benita going in the play school studio. Oh, I don't know why he's doing that. Hamble with Hamble on her knee. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why why Ben's cooking like that. Hamble, what do you think? And, and then, she's made Hamble a little chef's hat. <laughs> and then and then Ray's off to the side going, um, Benita, Hamble's inanimate. <laughs> Can't reply to you, Hamble. <laughs> what, what do you want to tell us? It's what my people do, Ray. Back <laughs> off back to the hospital. Don't you have people to save? And he's like, that's what I'm trying to, to do, do, Benita. <laughs> so then after Gary had worked his magic going over and making Diana question her existence on Green Juice, yes. he <laughs> then came just... over and Paul Hollywooded Ben uh-huh. about the fact that Ben was cooking everything under the sun. And, by the way, legitimately, when I wrote down the name of Ben's the dishes for the first one, yep. I've written down Diana, abalone with green juice, Ben, mm-hmm. ice cream, brackets, lots of stuff, far too much to name. Um, I couldn't <laughs> be bothered There were some Dutch flavours in there. There were some Dutch flavours. And, you know and what pumpkin. The, and you know what the biggest, the biggest and most important Dutch flavour in the whole thing was? Ben. Ungerman blood. So... <laughs> As he said, I looked up for a second and now we know. I look up for a second. I look away for a second. I look down for a second. Always ends badly. Badly. In this case, it was Ben trying to cut his hand off. See, what I would have said is like I introduced you to one Dutch flavour last night with the tulip bulbs. Here's another. Human blood. Have you ever had human blood before? No. Well, tonight. My. What a guy. (laughs) So, yeah, that's probably not. Not it should have this. had a trigger warning at the beginning, like a content warning. And I love the way that Ben Ben was like just going, Yeah, that's that's a really, really deep cut. Like he yeah. wasn't even like no. pretending like, no, that's no, a flesh wound. He's like, No, that's deep. Yeah. That's a really that's a really deep one. And he then didn't say it was like a flesh wound, but he was fucking acting he like was. it. Well, I was I mean, just waiting for him to kick people out of the way. The, he's standing there the first time, pondering dropping the shortbread. And then later on, when he started bleeding a second time, when they went over and said, oh, it's still coming out of the thing, you know, called them back over. Yeah. And he's he's apologizing to them because they're like, We're sorry, we're sorry. No, no, take your time, do whatever you need to do. You do yeah. it. I'm not worried. Meanwhile, he's got the right hand. <laughs> And he's putting the tray of shortbread into the oven still. He's, like, he's still cooking. Yes. You know, he's holding the hand out and getting it all treated. And he's got the other hand, he's got the tray, and he's they're going, watch out for burning your hand. And meanwhile, he's almost cut the other one <laughs> off. Like, he didn't care anymore. No, he's like my pain. As Marco Pierre White said last year, where's my king? No, I mean, fingers are there for burning. <laughs> um, now... At this point, Diana was doing the, um, the, the the spatchcock to go with the abalone. She had the crispy skin going. Mm-hmm. Um, the nasturtium leaves and yep. um, what was the other greenery she had in there? 
Anyway, it was all green. It was all green. It was, it was also like, it was also fucking green. Um, <laughs> it's like to quote Kermit, death at a funeral. Yes. Um, <laughs> Kermit says it ain't easy being green, and Diana goes, "It might not be easy, but it's fucking delicious." <laughs> and then I was a bit down at this point because poor poor Ben, he keeps on trying to cut his hand off. He's he's he's, <laughs> he's hemorrhaging badly. Um, it reminded me a little bit of a, a Steve Martin Saturday Night Live sketch yeah. where um, he did they did the great moments in rock history, and it's you got a friend. And he's at he's at Carol King's outside Carol King's house, and he gets stabbed outside, and he's lying in the gutter dying, and she's singing, you know, you just call out my name, and you know where I'll, wherever I am, I'll come running, and he's yelling, Carol, I'm outside, I'm dying now, Carol, and she just closes the window and keeps singing. It reminded me of that, and the other one, of course, Dan Aykroyd, it's Julia Child, as Julia Child, save the liver, don't. Throw it away. So Ben was a little bit, he was a cross between Steve Martin being stabbed in the street and and Dan Aykroyd as Julia Child with a finger that's gushing Mm. blood. But you Um, know who the real hero of that that first um, challenge was? I think I do. Jess the nurse. Yeah, Jess the nurse coming in. And you know who the other big hero was for me personally? Who? Viking Sam. Oh, my God. Because I was feeling down. I was feeling low. And then Viking Sam emerged... With that hair. It's like he was walking around with his own personal, like, Resplendent coif. Yeah, it's like I reckon he just watched that Stan ad (laughs) and got inspo for his hair. I was waiting for, like, hungry eyes. It was incredible. Look, I I couldn't feel upset after Viking Sam. No. I just couldn't. It was physically impossible to do. Um, That is hair for humanity right there. Now, Ben... Quinelling with one hand too, which is a skill. Um, a lot of people go, oh, is quinelling with one hand particularly tricky? Yes. You need to steady the container. You need to get it. You need to round it up perfectly and place it. No, no. You can't. One-handed quinelling is nuts. I know. Particularly like like when you even just scoop an ice cream out of the tub, you've got to have two. You've got to have one to steady the ice cream tub and the other, you know, exactly. to hack at the ice. Now, it was an obvious Win here for Diana. She yep. was always getting 30 out of 30. Her plating was spectacular. And the thing is that this this is the challenge that cost him. Yep. Right. At the end of the night, it was cutting his hand off that cost Ben money. I know. Chef. Just maiming yourself and possibly having to go to hospital for stitches afterwards. Yeah, it was taking a hand off that basically killed him in the contest because if you look at, again, the second challenge, he, he pulls one back. In the yeah. third challenge, he almost gets the lot of them back. He comes yes. very close to pulling everything back. Having And, again, having said that, and we'll come to it later on, mm-hmm. Diana deserved this. Absolutely. She really, really deserved this. She has been consistent. And Ben said this and, in the, in yep. the wrap-up, but we said it last night as well. Yeah. The most consistent person mm-hmm. in MasterChef. Our, our preview last night ended up being bang on. Exactly. Is that... Diana was just brilliant consistently yep. without doing blow-away good. Mm-hmm. Ben had the capability of doing blow-away good but had a massive disaster in him somewhere. Yep, and unfortunately and he tonight... We saw both. But the thing is that his massive disaster wasn't about his cooking. It was about a kitchen accident. Yeah, just it was cutting his hand off. Cutting his hand off. And I like the way, by the way, that he steadied for round two with a hook. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, it probably would have actually helped him with the, the pair and not double dipping the pair by actually using the hook. hook? Yeah, like Could if he, just, you know, just, maybe he should have done that. Where's Eloise? She should have come in with her pirate. Yeah, Eloise, you have a pirate bar set up. Surely you could have lent him a hook. 
like just going, huh, do you want it, want this parrot as well while we're here? And he might have gone, yes, because it might just, you know, be able to taste it. Read the recipe him. for him. Read the recipe for him. Yeah, when he was struggling oh. to read the recipe, maybe the parrot could have done it. Don't burn the, don't burn the alcohol. Don't burn the alcohol. I literally had to walk away when he started reading that recipe, but we aren't there yet. No, so we're into the second yes. challenge. All right, the second challenge doesn't take too long. They literally blew through it. Yep. Like on the show, they yep. worked out at this point, oh, shit, we're going really long tonight. But we did get a lot more of the gantry. Yep, you know? the gantry was quite good. Um, cook whatever. You've got 75 minutes. It's the only time in the competition where I've said, I love you, Ben. Don't do an ice cream. Please don't do an ice cream. And look, he did it brilliantly, so I have yep. to give him credit for it. And again, I understand why he did it because that's what he's been good at. That's what really got him here. Um, he's found a passion. He's found so a niche. So he's found his passion. And, and as yep. you said beforehand, he didn't do any desserts before this competition. No. Ice cream was not something he came in going, I'm just going to do ice creams. It's a found thing during the show. Look, he might have been runner-up tonight, but, you know, the whole world wins from Ben being on MasterChef because we get someone that's going to be creating some fucking amazing ice cream in the future. That's always handy. Yeah. Um, so he did ice cream. Again, I was meh, hesitant on that, but it, he did it really well. Gary tasted Diana's prawns, and look, prawns are always with me. Yeah. And Gary said beforehand that he thought that the oatmeal prawns may not be crunchy enough, and yeah. then he went over. Now, this is the only thing that was raised on Twitter, and again, I don't think it cost Ben, so don't think that I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm mentioning this as a, you know, oh, how dare they? But Gary tasted the prawns with Diana. Diana asked him a question. Now, he never actually said a word, but he did give the clear indication of, yeah, they're not, they're not crunchy enough. Mm. Like she's like, they're not crunchy enough? They're not crunchy enough, are they? They're not crunchy enough. And Gary just looked at her and went, mm, and tipped the head and nodded. Let's just say, you know the answer to that. Particularly when, okay, you've they've developed this close relationship with the judges over the past, yeah. you know, 10 to 12 weeks. Yep. It's, it's at that point where you know if the judges are playing devil's advocate. Or if they really want you to change they, something. Or if they really want you to change something. And I think that is pretty... That's just not on. It, it wasn't a good. It wasn't a good look. No. Having said that, as I said, it didn't cost no. Ben anything because no. he won this. He won this one. Yeah, um, nailed it. You know, he won this one. Um, and I loved my favorite just moment of beautiful. It was I, I, I'm. I don't know if it's beautiful editing or just perfect timing. When Ben said, "I'm going to make this look beautiful today," and as he finished saying that, Aaron from the gantry yelled out, "Looks beautiful, Ben." <laughs> Oh, those two. So nice. Those two. I love those two. I just, you know, like, I, I'm just so glad in life I found someone who adores me as much as Aram adores Ben, <laughs> ben. and supports him. It's always handy. Oh, plus, if anyone saw it on Twitter tonight, check out um, Trent Devin, DiVincenzio. I think that's his name. Ninja Trent. Ninja Trent. Check out Ninja Trent's Twitter because there's this beautiful shot of Ray just gazing adoringly at Oh, it's Trent. wonderful. It's gorgeous. It's wonderful. Um, so the Malaysian oatmeal prawns were very good, but they said not enough sauce. And as they said that, Gary was doing his <laughs> usual routine of drinking the sauce. Yes. I swear, all you have to do, if you are thinking about MasterChef 2018, yeah. just make sauce Yes. and give it to Gary. That's yeah. it. Don't, don't serve anything else. No, no, no. Just sauce. Sauce and crispy skin. Crispy skin and crackling and sauce. I want 2018 to be the year of crackling skin and sauce. This year, we are looking for the trope. Yes, that's going to be the trope next yeah. year. This year, we'll just bring it out there. We'll have to have a trope alert for next year, so every time it happens, yeah. It's a yeah. So, Ben did the ice cream with pumpkin three ways, which looked incredible, and his use of pumpkin this year and desserts 
it's been really good. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. You know, I have like good <coughs> a couple of good friends of mine. One's Canadian, one's um from the US. Have made pumpkin pies over the years. Yeah. Um, and I've discovered a great love for pumpkin pie. Um, particularly made by people who know what they're doing. So when I see that on TV and pumpkin being used, I can completely see it. Now, saying that, I... Okay, so we have this local sustainable living place and they have this, like, little pop-up shop every Wednesday and there's this awesome, crazy Czech lady who's there who makes all her homegrown stuff. And she may or may not have brought in illegally this type of pumpkin. <laughs> may or may not? May or may I don't know. It's I like unconfirmed. the idea that she's smuggling pumpkins. She's smuggling, smuggling pumpkin seeds, okay? Grew these pumpkins that you can only get over in Europe that when they are treated in such a way, she handed them to me and I thought I was eating peaches. Like they were just so sweet and so, you know, that peachy crunchiness that you get? They're exactly like that. I assume you're talking about the fruit and not the rock star. <laughs> Either or, you I know. Mean, look, she's, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> back at the ranch. Ben 28, Diana 27. After round two, Diana 57, Ben 54. Mm. I He needed to pull a few more points back there. Yeah. Um, so then. And to be honest, unless Diana fucked up this next task royally, and we're talking really badly. Really like badly. She would have had to, when she when she tipped the pair over and lost the top part of it, she would have needed to knock the pair completely off the platform and have it smash. Yeah, exactly. That was kind of what it was going to take. Yeah. Now, they then brought in the families. Oh, my God. I wasn't crying. I'm just allergic to feels. Yeah, you had, just, you were very allergic to feels. I just had to um, go and take Claritine and come back. So both... Both lots of family, just, yeah. Oh. I mean, and, and normally you can sit there and be highly sort of, you know, oh, just oh, here come the families, okay, here come the waterworks. But, no, there was legitimate feels. Like seeing Diana's mum come in and she's obviously come all the way from Malaysia. Like, that's pretty done. However, awesome. they also gave me one of my favourite moments of the episode because Channel 10 is still advertising <laughs> all the way through the show. So they've got in the bottom corner of the screen... <laughs> The Bachelor, Wednesday night, 7.30. Yep. So they did subtitles for what Diana's mum was saying because she wasn't speaking loudly. Mm-hmm. And the advertising meant that the subtitle on Diana's mum when she came in read, I'm so proud of you, Bachelor. <laughs> because the word was obscured behind the word Bachelor. bachelor. <laughs> so, so <it> <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Bachelor. <laughs> Diana's like... Master Chef, tick. Next thing, um, she'll be doing The Bachelor and Survivor. <laughs> if we're doing The Bachelor next, and her, her, her boyfriend's going, hey, hey. I'm right here. Yeah. She's like, don't worry, you'll get your rose. We're going to keep giving rose every time. Yeah. Hey, they need to save money. Speaking of which, yeah. just to go back to those first mystery boxes, you raised a really good point before. Did they have to fly in? Every single ingredient from Japan, including they, that wagyu. Because they again, the mystery boxes. They had all the mystery boxes oh, there. Yes, now they, they did. did. Now they did do a voiceover for it. Uh-huh. They didn't show all of them when they did the, th- the run through. Yeah. It may not have been that quality wagyu, <laughs> but I love the idea. They had to fly in that wagyu, and they had to fly in that grading of it. You know, the one that yeah. they went the first time. 
oh, nice work. It's not your money. <laughs> just behind all the contestants was a, was a rogue producer having to go, I'll have three more of those and can you pack it so it comes back to Australia? No, I like the <laughs> idea that when they were picking the boxes, when they were doing the voiceovers, yeah. and they've gone, the Japan Week box, and the producer standing there going, don't pick that one. <laughs> it's just Chuck Steak. <laughs> we can't afford the Wagyu. It's just Chuck. We just went down to Coles and got the rump that was on special. And don't worry, don't worry about the sake. It's not. It's ginger ale. <laughs> All right, don't pick that box or you cook it with chuck steak and ginger ale. And the wasabi is actually horseradish. <laughs> it's got the little packets. <laughs> no, the wasabi. <laughs> no, the wasabi is actually green fondant in a packet. <laughs> they couldn't they got, afford. They got Kirsten to whip up some whip wasabi some fondant. chocolate. <laughs> Maybe Kirsten just made – maybe she just made all of the other boxes this time. Forget, like, the one box. <laughs> maybe all the ingredients in the boxes they didn't want them to use. She just made chocolate replicas of everything. Yeah, she made, like, potatoes for Shannon's week. And that's the thing. Like, they're showing all these amazing boxes and then Shannon's four ingredients come up. I'm like, no one's picking that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can pick the Shannon Bennett box. And even Shannon's there going, nah. Nah. <laughs> nah, I, I wouldn't pick my box. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. So then – we get to well, it's the final challenge, and normally, now as somebody pointed out, mm-hmm. it was retweeted a few times tonight. Remember when the finale of MasterChef was a crockenbush? Yes, you know, In the good old days. You know, something practical that you could actually possibly find somewhere yeah. and eat, and is also I don't know achievable. All that one element that might have been a smoky coconut covered egg. What was that? That snowflake egg. The snow egg. Yeah. The snow egg. That's it. You know, which, which, by the way, after tonight's challenge, doesn't that snow egg seem like Women's Weekly? What are they going to be doing next year? Okay. If they've got all these ads on at the moment going, ooh, come and apply for MasterChef yeah, after they, after they After they finished this challenge and the two of them were dead to the world <laughs> and they're, they're sitting on the floor and they're not like <coughs> laughing with joy. It no. was delirium. She was in tears. Ben gives her a hug. They go, what the hell was that? And then they start that nervous laugh you get just after something really bad's happened. <laughs> And you're, like, getting through the trauma, so you're, like, laughing to get through the trauma. That's what that was. And then they cut to, would you like to do MasterChef 2018? No. No, I don't. No. You'll be having me hike up the fucking Himalayas just to get something, like, blessed by the... No, no, my idea is next year they're going to have them make a replica of the MasterChef kitchen. <laughs> In what? Fondant? Yeah. Oh, no, no, not even fondant. No, no, no. It's, it's far more likely to be something... A gel. Matcha. Matcha. Matcha gel. Yep. See, I got to mention Marcher in the Grand Final. I, you know, you know, the other day when I said, I hope no one does Marcher in the Grand Final because I won't talk about it. After watching what was happening tonight, I wish they'd done a Marcher cake. <laughs> I so wish they'd done a Marcher cake. Um, I, I want to point out that Bake Off yeah. did three-tiered cakes. Yeah, yeah. That was their grand finale yeah. and a souffle for the first challenge. Yeah, and I'm sure that would have been, what, a six-hour challenge for the three-tiered cake? It was four, I think. Four, but still, you know. Still, that's three quarters or two thirds of what they had tonight, and they only had to do a three tiered. I say they only had to do a three tiered cake when they had to do a three tiered cake. Yeah, but they made that look really easy. Yeah. Um, but I want to go back to that matcha thing, right? Yeah, go for it. In the kind of montage, anything to not talk about Chris and Tibbles yeah, for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I think I'm doing the um the the, the big um what's it called symptom of PTSD. Oh, I've got PTSD too, which is, which is avoidance technique. 
So I'm just I'm eating I'm eating licorice. Yes. And I'm actually eating licorice. That's not a joke. I'm really here's, doing it. Here's the, here's the bag. Thank you, Mr. Lee. Um, <laughs> I think his first name's Daryl. <laughs> um, so they were doing the montage of everything that they've done over the year, and I swear blind, my mind's gone. Holy shit, I thought that was last year. Like, it's just been such an awesomely long journey. Well, anything in that first week feels like it was last year, given that they had that third episode that went for 15 years. <laughs> That's true. That's that, broke, that broke Brilliant. the season right there. Yeah. Um, but it was that those that greenhouse challenge that really made it sink in, like when I saw those two pop up. I remember, that, I remember that that was this year, but it does feel like a lifetime ago. Exactly. And, you know, that, that sort of cakes. And that was Diana, I think, who did the little sponge marcha cake. That sort of felt like... Her the, or Sarah. That that sort of felt like the kick turn in the series where it was like, okay, we're upping it a little bit now. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. And that was that was actually the first week I remember that I sort of knew everybody's name. Um, yes. It was like, – I found this year to be quite a, a lot easier to learn everyone's name. I think I was more conscientious of it though. Yeah, we were we were far more focused on it. So, well, okay. like, I'm going to do a podcast and differentiate between the people best learn their names. It, it does help. Yeah. With that in mind. Yes. Kirsten Tibbles. Oh, when she walked in, I was like, it was so Sith Lord. It was so Sith Lord. Or at least like dressed as Kylo Ren, because like. Oh, but with the with the flowing hair, it looked like she had a hood on. Oh, did yeah. So she just needed to like open up her like lightsaber with the crossbar, like the handle. Yeah. So, so when it's made of chocolate. So when she goes to announce what she's doing, and they pull it back, and they they did the cut, and then they did the you know the fiery thing, and went to an ad break, and then came back. Yeah. And when they pulled it away, they just showed those two standing there looking and reacting. They didn't show you what it was, and all you heard from the gantry was, is all of that supposed to be edible? Well, That's not something you <laughs> ever want to hear when you can't see what they're looking at. Oh, no. <laughs> you did mention something to me. I, I that did. Might I mean that sexy times are, like, postponed for a little while. I, I did mention I something that, that was quite a vulgar head. image as to what it may well have been. We're not going to go into it now. No. You can probably work it out. But just let your imagination run wild, and then scrap it and burn it. Yeah. Um, boom! Shake, shake, shake the room. Stop! So, Stop! So anyway, the challenge, what it actually was, was you had to make three fruits. That sounds so simple, doesn't it? Which was good because when I first saw it, I thought, I thought you better make the whole the, setting, the whole fucking setup. I'm like, but that rose looks real. Like, how did she do the stem? Brian, I believe, <laughs> tweeted out, you know, something about the whole lot of it's edible, and he goes, and then he put in brackets, well, anything's edible if you put your mind to it. <laughs> oh, Brian did the cutest little jump of excitement tonight. It was like, he did. It was a, it was a cute little jump. Like, it was a cute little jump. <laughs> so the challenge sounds simple: three fruits. You had to make a pear, an apple, and a mandarin. Um, then they cut them open. Then they cut them open. Then they showed you the amount of work on the outside to make them look like that. <laughs> and um, then they showed you the recipe. Now, my my personal approach to this challenge, if I had been Ben, this yep. is what I would have done. One of two approaches. Either serve four ice creams or wax fruit with glade-scented sprays. <laughs> Then go, that's what I'm serving, and use the rest of the six hours to kick back and drink all of the booze out of the other mystery boxes. <laughs> I just go, congratulations, Because there Diana. was Johnny Walker. You have won. There was Johnny Walker. There was Saki. Saki. There was booze all over the place. I just sit back and go, well done, Diana. Here's to you. And just down <laughs> all the booze. Yes. Just no. save time. And a lot of therapy, I'm presuming. And that's one of the questions I want to pose is, is Channel 10 gone into receivership? Not just because of the Wagyu, but because of all the 
therapy oh, that they have be. to put through. Not only the people who were there, like, doing it, like Ben and Diana, like, they're going to have to have the most, but surely everyone on the gantry. Well, I know Ray was suffering. He had to stand up for six hours. <laughs> <coughs> Poor Ray. Mm. I mean, look, we don't think of the forgotten victims. No. Look, there are lots of people who had to suffer, and Ben and Diana <laughs> had to suffer. But <laughs> people like Ray... People like Pete, who, by the way, was explaining how this competition works to people tonight in the gantry. That was fun. Thank God. Although but he had a bit of a tear up when the families came he out. He all did. But he might people, be a crane operator, but he's a, he's a people, people crane like, operator with a heart of gold. People like Pete. Pete. People like Rash. Yes. People like, indeed, Ray Ugh. were the forgotten victims of this war. Yes. Who had to stand on a gantry for six hours <laughs> with no food. No. And I don't think toilet breaks and and definitely no access to all the booze downstairs, and I think they should have at least got that. Um, and surely they got bloody um, Diana's mum a chair? Like, surely. Well, Ben's. Omar? Did they really make Ben's son stand up for all that time? And how Did he have he, a nap? Do you at least have Pokemon Go ready to I'm play? I'm going to have Pokemon like, Go up. I wonder what Pokemon you can get at the MasterChef. Pidgeys. Pidgeys. None of the Pidgeys. <laughs> Maybe the occasional, like, caterpillar one. Occasional weedle. Um, so <laughs> no, no ratatars, though, because that had had the kitchen shut down for cleanliness yes, issues. Yes, it would. Anyway, so Ben's only issue really after he had his big meltdown, and we'll come back to the meltdown because I yeah. want to talk about the meltdown separately, um, was when he, he was churning along and he's dipped the pear and he goes, I go to pull it out, which, again, we automatically know. Dot, dot, dot. He dropped it in. And that double-coded it. And that double-coding possibly cost him an extra point, which would have tied it up. Yeah, but um, there was no way any of them were getting 10 tonight. No, they, they weren't going the to drizzly... do and, and And let's, let's, let's go there. Yeah. I have a lot of problems with that final challenge, and the reason I have problems with the final challenge is it's supposed to be a celebration, and it's supposed to be bringing all the skills that you've learned together. Mm. I don't think it really approached any of the skills well, they'd learned. Yeah, not once did I see anyone try to pipe caramel into an egg yolk. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, as I said, I think I said, I said on Twitter, you know, in a competition where Eloise went home because she couldn't pipe caramel into an egg yolk without it bursting, it sort of is appropriate that we finish on something this ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Um, as, as a challenge, I just thought it – we were judging it based on who – screwed up the least elements. And I I yeah. don't think that's not what you want in a grand finale. You want something mm. achievable. And I, a couple of people raised it on Twitter, and I'd yeah. like to know at what point did the producers suddenly go, I think we made this one a bit too hard? Because Gary, Gary was all mm. over media tonight talking about it beforehand, and Gary was saying, I went to the producers beforehand and went, I think this one might be a bit too tricky. Yeah. You know, I don't know if this is right. And the fact that Gary said that beforehand, I think, was to head off any any negative publicity about the idea of that's way too hard. Yeah, but then again, when they started off MasterChef this year, we had someone producing a Golden Sphere that was Mish. Mish. Yeah. Um, we had Callan showed up as a as a whiz kid, and honestly, when everyone was coming through, the the bar was set pretty bloody high. So it was. I can understand why the producers might might have been when they were playing shit out, going, "Well, we can go there this year." It was, but I think that even with that idea of you can go there, I think they went beyond, well and truly beyond the realm of 
reasonable. Going there. <laughs> right? They went beyond the realm of reasonable, in my mind. Again, yeah. and, and, and I didn't disadvantage one of them. They were both, for me... Put through the pump. Put through it. Again, it's, it's not a, oh, this dish is because of this. No, no, seriously, I just think that the dish itself... I mean, look, what they both plated at the end... I was so fucking amazed that they got it up. I like, was stunned I just, they got three fruits each. I didn't give a shit that the centre of the apple wasn't running. Right. It's like, how Who the cares? hell? No one left any, um, no component was left off the They plate. all did it. They all did it. They all did it. Right. I was thrilled and stunned that both of them got anything up. As I said, I would have just made four ice creams and sat back and drank. <laughs> I would have um, gone to the pantry, got a pear, an apple, and a mandarin. Put them in a place. Look how up. lifelike. Well, that was <laughs> at one point when Ben had his meltdown, and we'll talk about that now. When Ben had the meltdown, in, mm. I, I think I tweeted out, what if he just goes to the pantry, gets a mandarin, a pear, and an apple, and hollows them out <laughs> and just, and just stuffs in. them? Yeah. Right? Throws There's his the skin. Look how lifelike it looks. I've had dehydrated orange peel with chocolate on it. It's quite nice. It's not too bad. So yeah. the meltdown. Oh, I felt so sorry for him. I had to walk away at this point. And, yeah, it it was really... Intense. It was really intense and it was really hard to watch. And once again, Diana had the same issue, I think, that she had for a large portion of the series tonight, which was she did pretty much everything bang on. Yeah. And then the only time they showed her was when she had the, the issue with the centre. And then she wanted to pull it out and go back and try it again, which... Yep. That is commendable. It's commendable. I mean, she didn't have to. And, no. I mean, I think if she looked over and seen that Ben was clearly going to struggle to get something plated, mm. she may well have gone, oh. But it, that is telling of headspace yeah. of where people are in terms she of. She felt good enough to do it. She felt good enough to do it. She wasn't considering what Ben was doing, but Ben was noticing what Diana yeah. was doing. And it's the line. And the, that's the, a tell. Yeah, the reason why I wanted to bring it up was I think Ben said a couple of things tonight that that sort of summed up the finale and the first one was in that meltdown where he just looked over and George and just went, she's too good. She's too good. Um, I can't look at her. She's too good. And he was right at this point. Mm -hmm. She was flying. And then after the, the judging was announced and Diana got there by one point, 90 to 89. And by the way, if there was ever a series, you could have done a tie. This is probably, you could have done a tie on this one. You really could have. Um, but Diana again, worthy winner. And we'll come back to Diana in a second. But then Ben followed that up. When he was talking about it, and he just said, you are the most consistent person in this kitchen. You have been brilliant week in, week out. Yeah. And she has been. Absolutely. But putting that, like, like we'll get to Diana, but looking at Ben Wright, the shit he has been through in this past week. Oh, yeah. I have never seen, like, you know, you always hear those footy talk people, like, on those shows those sports ball shows, they go, oh, we dug deep and came out on the field ready to sports ball, and he sports balled hard and he dug deep. I'm sorry, but this, that is nothing, okay? This dude has, like, been through the fucking ringer. Like, he got a 105-step dessert, and he's just, like, I thought he dug deep and couldn't dig any deeper. I thought that was it. And then tonight, out of nowhere, he I don't know how back. he played it. No. Like, and he played it so well that he won the last challenge too. Yeah. And I don't know how he did that. Seriously, like, I have no idea where that came from. Mm-hmm. I am genuinely in Impressed. awe of the man. I'm genuinely in awe of the man. You like, know, we joke around all the time with the my what a guy stuff and that, but in all honesty, I have. My what a guy. I have so much admiration for what the hell he managed to do tonight. I am. Yep. I am just blown away by that. And it just confirms that, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a good egg. Yeah, but then on top of that, 
it shows you just how fucking good Diana is. And that's where we need to go now because yeah. she was consistently, when you go back and look at it, I sort of yeah. skimmed back over some old episodes today because, you know, I was working right. but I wasn't. But, no, I was working. I had it on the background while I was while I was working. And I went back and skimmed a few old episodes. Mm. And now when you go back and really take a little bit more of a focus on Diana, because she yeah. went completely under the – everyone in Survivor and Big Brother talks about people going under the radar. Diana is the ultimate under the radar story. She's like the inspiration she, for that song. Because Underneath the radar. radar. She is just so consistent the whole way through. And we, said, we went back and said it a few times. We don't really have much to say about Diana because she nailed it and it was perfect and they showed her for about two seconds. She's honest to God the Wonder Woman of this series because like Wonder Woman, who is the most, okay, Wonder Woman's got a huge fan base, right, and we fucking love her to death, but DC have ignored ignored Wonder Woman and <laughs> milked her and her worth to what they can for sales and merchandise over the years but never given her her dues. Yep. And then... Wonder Woman this year, Gal Gadot comes out, produces a beautiful film, and it's just perfect. Yep. You know, a couple of little things, but that doesn't, that's like everything in life, doesn't have to be perfect, perfect, but it's beautiful. Diana has been the Wonder Woman of this episode, of this series. Yep. And Diana is the way that Diana handled the final mm-hmm. was brilliant. Oh. And, and, and to be honest with you, the way that Diana handled the semi final, yep. like, Diana didn't sneak into the grand final. Diana no. killed the semi-final. She and was... we talk about it as well, we've, we've talked about it a few times, you've got to be on a hot streak yeah. when you hit finals week. And Diana was absolutely white hot. Yep. But she also has a, an, an awesome mindset. Like she always, I don't know what goes on under the surface. She's like a duck paddling. Her you understanding know, of flavour oh. flavor is incredible. Yeah, and... um putting things together at the last minute or making little adjustments here and there. And she always does it with this grace. Like there's, you know, this grace under pressure. That's that's what she is. Um, and, and tonight, you know, we've seen it in, there was one, um, what's it called? I think it was Aaron, Ben and Diana. I can't, don't quote me on the Aaron bit, but I know Ben and Diana were there. And it was one of those fucked up, ridiculous um, pressure Challenges yep. with you got to cook some fucking ridiculous dessert, and you mean like three fruits? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Diana. Of course, she's safe. She is so perfect. She is safe. Oh, it was the week with Eloise, um, and we just said, you know, you're so good. You need to just, you know. <laughs> yeah, when we did, we didn't want when we didn't want anyone to go home, yeah. and we're like, you know, Diana can go home not because she's bad. On the contrary, you're just too good. Go, go, go leave, fight, leave now. Be free. Leave us, leave us, people. Yeah. And and yeah, I agree with you 100. percent So, look, when you go back over it, when you look at everything again, when you rewatch it, when you watch what she's done, especially in the last three or four weeks, yeah, 100 deserved winner. Absolutely, and absolutely deserved winner. Um, I'm looking forward to what she does now. I'll be very interested to see what she does now. Yeah. I hope it's something with broth because she has a really good broth. Oh yeah. Oh, I hope she like produces like some stocks that you can get at, right. at Coles. So, you know, we no, forget that. We know what I'm thinking. What? All right. Now we've already talked about this idea of the pork place for for Sarah in which, Sydney, which will open in Sydney. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, we've also suggested that then what you need to do is a pirate bar could also open in um, 
Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. Um, and then Ben, we've said, can have his ice cream parlour in... Um, Maybe Sydney. Sydney would be need good. Need a bit of diversity. And yeah. then we need a place that really appreciates Asian flavours and cuisine. Mm, I don't know. Maybe Sydney. Sydney. Sydney's a perfect. Place. Oh. And then And then we need a gastro pub with, like, steaks for Aram. And again, Sydney's Sydney. a good place. So I'm thinking, like, maybe just buy Cockle Bay Wharf up and just put them all the way along Cockle Bay Wharf. Get rid of things like Pontoon Bar and things like that. No, you know what I have to say? Cargo Bar can go away. No, <laughs> I have to say... Inner city is probably overrated. You know where it's at these days? The southwest. Uh, southwest or even the west. I mean, Penrith's got a good foodie scene coming up. You can, you should see the shits going on in Blacktown at the moment. I, I'm not joking. I'm not being sarcastic here. There is some pretty cool foodie stuff going on at Blacktown at the moment, which may or may not be near places that yeah, people I, I know prefer the, I prefer the southwest, you know. You know I prefer... Yeah, yeah, and, and it's an up-and-coming area. We've got to... I mean... They have, they have an up-and-coming area. area. Uh, You're not very good at this, are you? No, 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 I'm not good. Moving on. So, <laughs> anyway, now we've now we've tried to pitch for Sydney. Yes. We're open for business, unless you want to drink late at night. What if I want to drink at 12 a.m.? Go to the casino. It's just outside the exclusion zone, amazingly enough. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what about Barangaroo? Will that be outside the exclusion zone? Why, you better believe it, High Roller. <laughs> Sydney, we're interested in your money. No. So, anyway. All that left to one side. <laughs> it was a long final. Um, oh. The dish left me feeling a bit, yeah, but not the winner. The winner was, was oh. and, the, and both competitors were amazing. Diana as a winner was very deserved. Oh, yeah. She really deserved to win that. Um, this has been an outstanding season to, to podcast. Oh, I've enjoyed it so much. I'm now realising we're coming to the end. I'm a little... I think I'm having a bit of an allergy, allergic reaction here. That's okay. We've 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 got things coming up. Yeah, so hopefully. we're hopeful in the next couple of weeks that there will be a few more MasterChef surprises to to become able to come back and talk to you about. Yeah. Um, we're really hopeful of that. So so stay tuned for that. There will also be a <laughs> okay. So there will. I'll get to the rest of the washing up first, and then we'll yeah, go yeah, through the yeah. last part. So obviously. Our bread and butter is coming back very, very shortly in the Great Australian Bake Off. So, if you haven't been watching Great Australian Bake Off because you don't necessarily have Foxtel or Lifestyle Lifestyle Food, get access to somebody with it. And yep. if you don't have access to somebody with it, just listen to us anyway. We're pretty good at this. Yeah. So we will be doing, as per usual, we will be doing our our reviews of. Bake Off. Yeah. And looking forward to that. And we may or may not, when they finally release the new British one, we may give it a bit of a watch. I'm still 50-50 on that. I I'm don't happy know if to. I, can do, I don't know if I can do it. No Mary Noel Berry. Fielding. No Mary Berry. And Noel Fielding, I'm worried about him doing like pantomime with the first 11 ingredients they get. Um, <laughs> so, so we will be doing um, Great Australian Bake Off. That's 100% guaranteed. And, yep. and, and hopefully with a, a cavalcade of, of interviews and personalities and people to, to keep you all more entertained than we can even manage. And we're pretty good at that bit too. <laughs> the last thing. Humble brag. The last thing we're going to be doing as well is, mm-hmm. apart from some interviews on here, and we're going to do some spot shows on here too with other, other cooking shows, little bits here and there. Yeah. There will also be hopefully a return of Food Nerd Vanity Project with Fee. Uh, once we can arrange our schedules together, we've got to finish off that season of Chef's Table. <laughs> Their people have to talk. Our, our people have to talk. We've been flat out. The last thing is that we will be doing, not on not on the washing up, but we will be doing a once a week <laughs> Survivor <laughs> Australia 
review. Now, now we are very nice in terms of on here. We're very fair. We're very even-handed. Don't expect that for Survivor. Because if you put yourself into as a, a contrived character. If you're telling everyone that you're pretending to be a yoga guy, <laughs> what a strategy. I'm surprised no one's thought of it before. There's a reason no one's thought of it before. It's a dumb idea. So, if you're telling me that you're going to be scheming and that people won't, you know, <laughs> click on to you because you're the smiling assassin and you're going to spend all the money on the on red at the fucking casino. Or, or, or a woman who's got already got her own hashtag, a bit of a top Sheila. So, uh, so although there we, is one woman that I'm going for because she's the single mum with sons and she wants to prove it. So what we're going to be doing is once a week, we'll, we'll let everyone know closer to the time, and we know closer to the time means next week, yeah. but what night we're going to be doing, and it will be a four-person podcast. A couple yes. of surprises coming up there too. <laughs> but it will be a four-person podcast, and, yeah, we won't be as encouraging and nice as we are on here, it will be kind of us. It, it's self-indulgent. It, it's going to be very self-indulgent. It's going to be very Twitter, very Twitter. That's probably the best way to describe it, very yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, if there's people on there that are nice and deserve our love. We'll, we'll, we'll do that, but it's Survivor and it's very rare that happens. Yeah, because everyone on there is a bloody um, caricature. De- de- deliberately a caricature. Exactly. The difference between things like MasterChef where these people are genuine and out here you know, with a passion for food and Survivor is that Survivor, you all go on there to pretend to be assholes. I mean, Andrew last year on Survivor openly admitted he went on there and said, I'm going to play the character of an asshole and yep. see how far I get. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that too, but it's a bit of a tinge of sadness that, that, that um, we're done with another year's worth of MasterChef. This has been absolutely wonderful to do. I know. We've had poetry. We've, we've had Elena Duggan. Elena. <laughs> I know. And we've made a lot of really good sort of relationships with people on Twitter. Thank you, everybody, for the engagement on Twitter. We have absolutely loved every moment of it, even those of you who decided to abuse me for no reason. Um, <laughs> Look, I, it was just a bad night for me. I know. I was... You were right next to me. You couldn't be bothered verbalising it. <laughs> no, so no. Just... I'm just like, I'm so angry it's got to tweet it at you. So, But, no, thank you. We've genuinely enjoyed our engagement with you. We hope you've had fun listening to the podcast. Yeah. We have an absolute blast doing them. Yes, and thank you for listening. It's just nice to know that we can, um, you know, some people enjoy our insanity as much as we do. <laughs> you know, we, again, as as um, as Tom Lara once put it, self-indulgence is better than no indulgence at all. <laughs> exactly. And I consider this the highest form of self- self-indulgence. <laughs> so until next time, my name's Chris. And I'm Christy. And we will catch you all later. Ciao.